Alrighty, we are ready to get started. How's everybody doing out there? Happy Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. My name is Andrew Kuhn from Focus Compounding, sitting alongside, of course, Mr. Jeff Gannon. Jeff, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Andrew. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. We want to thank everybody for tuning in and to listening with us. We hope uh, everyone, like I said, had a great weekend. If you were in Omaha, we hope that you enjoyed that. We should have went to Omaha. Yeah. Did you get people asking you? Yeah, right? I yeah. People, ask me yeah, year, people yeah. were asking. I'm going, or I watched it. I guess we're we're pre-recording right now, so mm-hmm. I'm talking in the future. But you I watched it because it. it's Friday. But I watched it from my couch. Okay. So I hope it went well. Mm-hmm. I hope uh, you know because, like I said, it's Friday. But I did watch it from my couch. Hopefully, we should make a a point to be there next year, and we could have a little meetup. That would be that would be a lot of fun. Um, anyways, we are going to be going. And talking today about investing books, mm-hmm. um, it's a topic that Jeff always says people should probably stop reading so much investing mm-hmm. books, right? And yeah. I think you could explain why if they uh, aren't familiar with that um, in a second. But I do think that um, you know reading investing books is good and it does serve a purpose if you want to casually read it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, if you want to become a better investor, you think that people should probably spend more time actually practicing investing, which is reading 10Ks and annual yeah. reports, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyways, but uh, if of course, as we do all love investing, it is fun to read um, investing books. So, what's your favorite investing book? Actually, here we go. Let's okay. back up. What's the first investing book you ever read? Uh, the Intelligent Investor. Ugh, that's such a common answer, really. Yeah, I read The Intelligent Investor and Security Analysis the same weekend. Dry. Yeah. Boring. Okay. Dry. No, I'm just kidding. So you read? How old were you? Sixteen. Sixteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think those are good books for people to start off reading, or? Uh, I like them. Yeah. It, dep- it depends on the person, but I like them. Yeah. There's, yeah. A, there's a lot to get it. it. Graham is very interesting. Graham is a very interesting uh, thinker. And so it's a really interesting thing to read about and his ideas about them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I like that. But some people find security analysis very boring. Yeah. No, I'm actually, I'm pretty fake because the first book I actually read to is The Intelligent Investor. Oh, is it? Yeah. I think the reason a lot of people start off there is because they just read about Warren Buffett probably I'm mm-hmm. assuming and then he obviously always recommends that book yeah so people um, start off there but what do you think is a good book for people to read on investing that maybe isn't the normal like security analysis or the intelligent investor oh uh, well we've talked about you can uh, be a stock market genius which yeah. I think is the best one mm-hmm. um, I think that's the most important one for people to read mm-hmm. more useful than the intelligent investor or a security analysis yeah and I would agree with that because I mean, that's one, I mean, we've both talked about that's both of our favorite investing books out there because mm-hmm. I would say probably today it's probably the most relevant book. Um, okay. Spinoffs are obviously, um, it's a good pond fish, I guess, to look to find value, mm-hmm. right? And there's a lot of, uh, um, obviously, there's a lot of uh, ideas out there. A company that I wrote up a bunch of notes on for, or like a review on, on my Twitter, I didn't post it to Focus Compounding, um, but Dead Companies Walking. Okay. That's a that's a good company or that's a good book that talks a lot about um, short positions this guy has taken and and what has happened and just mm-hmm. all around short selling. I think uh, reading about short selling is good even if you don't short mm-hmm. because you can um, obviously learn about or I guess I could help you on the long term. Um, what other books do you think that people should read about? I'm or a that big you'd fan recommend? of the Peter Lynch books. Much bigger fan than most investors seem. Really, to. most professionals seem to think the Peter Lynch books are uh, too simple or whatever. Yeah, I like them. I like any books that are sort of case studies, mm-hmm. um, that are very specific stocks. Uh, you know, talking about uh, certain times in history, almost like an investment journal. 
Um, there's one that was a UK uh, fund manager that was like that that I thought was good. There's also um, there's always something to do. Mm-hmm. Oh really? I never read that book. There's always something to do. Yeah, by, that's a good one. Uh, it's not by Peter Kundal, but um, it's about him. Uh, it was written using his journals after his death. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, there's two books about him, and the other one is not really very investing related. So don't read that one. I forget what the name of that one is, but. Um, uh, there's always something to do. Yeah, that's the one that you should read. Yeah, that was the first one. It, it's good. I like that one. It, and that one's very good, also for like people's emotional state investing and stuff, because it's based on journals. So it's like not just this is why I bought the stock and stuff, but also this is why I bought the stock and now I'm sitting here and it's not doing anything. Or like he was short uh, the Nikkei in Japan. Oh wow! For probably several years before it went down in the in the bubble in the uh, 80s. So. Um, you know, so it also includes that part of it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's good. It's also good to learn about different time periods. So, like, I think you can be a stock market genius is good, even better now than when I first read it because it's more out of date. Oh, yeah, so sure. it's like sort of a market environment that's more different from today. Yeah, that's so always useful. To too many books that come out today are too um, influenced by exactly what the state of the market is now. Sure. Right. Yeah. And so that's a problem. So I think reading things that are older, that are from different peri- time periods is really helpful. Do you think the book actually hurt the returns in spinoffs? Uh, yeah, because obviously it'd be kind of, I mean, it's less of a hidden gem because now a lot of people know about it. And yeah, I think that happened. Um, but I think that happened about value. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think mm-hmm. that uh, articles that were written in uh, academic papers that were like in the 90s and stuff have made returns in value less now mm-hmm. than, than they used to be, sure. Interesting. Have you ever read, now what do you, how do you think about, um, I guess, I don't know, like I don't, stories, I guess, and how they relate to investing, like um, Fooling Some of the People All the Time by David Einhorn. Sure. That was a, I guess, mm-hmm. is that what you're referring to when you said case study type? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, that's like kind of like a war story. That's a long, that's a, a l- more long form one. That yeah. one's almost like um, too big to fail and those sorts of things. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, um, which is good. Uh, just you, you know, um, if people are really interested in like n- just sort of business stories, ones mm-hmm. too big to fail, and um, Big Short was good too. Yeah, the Big Short. Well, Michael Michael Lewis is a very good writer, so I think people yeah, can read true. any of those yeah. sorts of ones. Yeah, and. Um, Oh, and you know, if, if you really go back in business things, people will always recommend Barbarians at the Gate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is the same sort of thing. Th- those are just, but those are written in a very, um, uh, well, those the two that I just mentioned just now are adapted into a TV movie and a, um, actually both times TV movie. Um, so yeah, they're just written that way mm-hmm. with characters and with the, those are ones that'll get people involved. Um, if you're just bored by business things normally, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if they're the best books to read, but they're probably gonna be the easiest for most people who are used to like, if you enjoy novels and things then those things yeah. will be enjoyable for you. Another good book. Have you, have you ever read confidence game about Bill Ackman and his fight against MBIA? No, I haven't read yeah, that. That's no. a, that's yeah. a pretty good, it's a long book, but it's, mm-hmm. that's also a pretty good war story type book. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> if, if go ahead. I was going to say, I really like a lot of sort of, I guess they're sort of business or management books often. Mm-hmm. And this is another one that sometimes people are, um, I guess they're critical of because like I said, with the Peter Lynch ones, they seem too simple. Mm-hmm. And some of the books that I would, that are business related ones, I think because they sort of recommend something as a, like a particular strategy for management to have or something, mm-hmm. pe- people sort of don't read the book because they're like, oh, well I see flaws in the idea of them recommending this, this, you know, like cure all sort of thing. But I think they're interesting to read anyway. Sure. Um, so I think a great one is Hidden Champions. That's one I always recommend. Really? Yeah. yeah I've never read that book. That's a really good one. Um, it's it's uh, It covers a few companies that are 
pretty small, um, mostly private, but it's very good in opening people's minds up to um, different kinds of stocks and how a stock can, uh, how a company can sort of be important in niche. It's also not written specifically for investors. Mm-hmm. So it's. I'm also I'm I'm also looking through. What's pretty cool about investing, right, is obviously I think once you fu- we got the fundamentals of investing down, you could diverge out. You don't need to just mm-hmm. read books on like investing technique. Um, and what can be relevant to helping you as a better investor is just reading books on business. And I'm sure. just looking through my my library here. I mean, Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. Okay, yeah, that's, incredible a, that's a great book. book. That's great. Um, yeah. You know, fooling some of the people all the time. Even The Education of Value Investor by Guy Spirit. I enjoyed that, that actually, book. Actually, that's a really good book. Um, that's a, that's a the most honest oh my book gosh. by an investor I've ever no, read. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but um, even the Everything Store, which is about Jeff Bezos mm-hmm. and starting sure. Amazon, even though these books aren't directly related to like technique, right? I think your takeaway, if you understand the basics of investing or the fundamentals of investing, you'll probably take away and be able to add these to really just help you become a better investor. Like Sam Walton, Made in America, right? I I that I read a lot of those books, and I don't think of them when people talk about inv- reading a book about a specific uh, business person or business. I've recommended people for, um, like, uh, I think it's the first tycoon, uh, about Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there, there are many books like that, that are supposedly a biography yeah. or about a specific business. And yet they can be really interesting if you look at them as an investor and think about, totally. I mean, anyone who made a huge fortune had a very successful business. Oh, absolutely. So if you're, if you, if you want to read a book that's about, um, uh, Warehouser and how he had like a huge uh, timber empire or something. Well, you know, going in that he became like the equivalent of a multi-billionaire today. Sure. Yeah. So somehow he had some sort of successful business investing, and so you can learn about that. Anytime, anything that's you know the richest people of the day, biographies of them and stuff, you're going to be able to learn about some business there that was very successful. And then they help, but they it helps you become a better investor, really, because you're mm-hmm. learning about business. I mean, you think about Sam Wallen, right? He wrote his book. I believe he was retired from Walmart at this point. It was near the end of his life because I okay. think he was starting to kind of diminish a little bit. He was get, I don't know if he was sick at this point, but you think he went through his career, built this empire, mm-hmm. and then he's going to write a book about it, not putting all of his ideas, but pretty much telling his story from his point of view. Mm-hmm. I mean, what an incredible source of information or incredible source of knowledge to uh, really just take it back. And like I said, it, it may not add or be relevant exactly to one of the two and be like investing techniques or whatever, but it's so relevant to your, um, just becoming a better businessman, learning how to think about business, understanding how businesses work, which in turn will only make you a better investor. Yeah. I would recommend those kinds of books more than, um, sort of a lot of the invest like Warren Buffett type books that come out now, Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, um, because also those are almost in a way more, they're more specific and they're closer to like a primary source type thing. They're either about the person or there's some access to the person or the business. Yeah. Um, the, when you get to the ones that are further and further into theory and sort of like just repackaging quotes and repackaging ideas from it's all, it's all hindsight though. It's not, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's all, Oh yeah. Warren Buffett, he bought it here. Let's talk about, where it was trading at this point and why it was a good investment. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's not too relevant, I don't think. Yeah, there's some in that category that I guess I enjoyed. Um, there was one, I'm trying to, see, I don't remember the name of it. It may have been re-released under a different name, but I think it's Robert Hagstrom book about Buffett. Yeah, it's the like, Warren, Puff, I got Warren Buffett portfolio, portfolio, is that yeah, it? Yeah. yeah, it's a good one. Too. Yeah, that one I, I thought was good in terms of um, almost talking more about like concentration yeah. and like how to do, you know, ideas about that. So if you're interested in like being a concentrated investor or something, reading books like that might be helpful. That's a, one thing is how to figure out like um, what other books to find. 
And usually, for me, I usually find what books to read based on the books I've already read. So what books do they mention? Things like that. I've mentioned before that I always read like the um, work cited or bibliography of a book. Oh, yeah. Always. Because that's, I find more helpful even than other people giving me book recommendations and things. Mm-hmm. Like if you read some book, um, like a lot of people read books about um, talent and stuff recently, right? The, like a few years back, five or years back or uh-huh. so, there were all these books about those sorts of things. Well, they all um, were based on a couple uh, journal articles, academic papers and things. Mm-hmm. You could actually find those by just reading those books and then going back to the original research by someone. Um, and that's true a lot where something gets um, repeated a lot and it's really based on just a small amount of original research. Sure. Yeah. yeah and you can find that in the, in the bibliography. Mm-hmm. What about, I mean, obviously um, the snowball effect, that's not going to, or the snowball, that's not going to f- oh. help you become a better investor. I like both of the Buffett biographies, yeah. the snowball and American capitalist. American yeah. capitalist is 20 uh, some years out of date. I feel yeah. like sn- the snowball was better personally. Oh, the snowball had more access to him. Yeah. It was good, yeah. But, and I mean, that's not going to help you become a better investor, but if anything, I think it'll help you kind of see what his habits were maybe, see him as an individual to yeah. kind of draw some well, inspiration well, from. Well, people ask me, like, what's my favorite book and a lot, and I just said here that it's um, the Joel Greenblatt book, but uh, actually I think the most useful is probably um, if you just read the snowball, really, like, read and reread the chapters that are about from about the 1950s through the 1970s, mm-hmm. what Buffett was doing. They they the snowball sort of alternates almost from uh, his personal life one yeah. chapter to a business life kind of that way, but if you read the investing parts of it for those decades, I think that that is maybe the best book that you can read. Yeah, if, it, if you focus on those. Do you um, what do you think? So if you if you had to somebody starting out and you were to suggest a couple books to them, what what books do you think you would? Or have you ever read Quality of Earnings or Financial Shenanigans? Uh, yeah, I think I've read both of those. Yeah, those yeah. were pretty good books, I think. Again, mm-hmm. just, I guess, trying to catch some red flags or whatever. But if you had to recommend a couple of books to yeah, people, Yeah, well, what that's books a good point. I wasn't thinking about that. But, like, it depends on your background in accounting and stuff. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't think to mention those because they're not as interesting to me, I guess. But maybe I've read more accounting things and stuff. So, that you know, that's... Well, financial or quality of earnings, it was more kind of case studies mm-hmm. of where there have been red flags and then kind of that you could have spot beforehand and which yeah. took the company down. Yeah. Yeah. I just mean a lot of those are like the difference between accrual and cash accounting and stuff and, mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah. Um, well, I think everyone should read, you can be a stock market genius. Yeah. That's the number one. And, and I would, what I always recommend is like, if you read that book or you read a Phil Fisher book, um, he has two, two, they're now packaged together that are really good. I think conservative investors sleep well is the one that most people don't read. And um, common stocks and common profits. Oh, Phil, Phil Fisher. Fisher. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's pack, They can they sell that together now though, so I think you can get both those books. Um, but any of those ones, like, do more research yourself. Mm-hmm. So if you read a book, like I said, read the Snowball in the fifties to the seventies. Yep. Then try to find out more about that company in that situation. So like, I think it's a great idea to read. You can be a stock market genius, but then go and okay, um, look into. What is some of the ones he covers in there? Uh, Stratic. Sure. Um, he covers. Uh, is it the Marriott spinoff or is it yeah. one of the hotel ones? For for you could be a stock market yeah, Marriott. Yeah. Marriott. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like, go back and find out the history of those companies. He mentions some people by name. Yeah. You know, learn more about them. Um, so like, you can dig even deeper into those case studies and learn more about what's happening at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think it's really good to read books that are not from this time period. So if you can find a great book, like that's why I really would recommend the Peter Lynch books, sure. you can be a Stock Genius, um, Phil Fisher's book, Ben Graham's book. If you can get like a copy of like the Intelligent Investor, you can get like the 1950 
whatever 49 whatever year the the original version came out yeah um that that's good because then you get ones from different time periods mm-hmm. and their markets were very different totally depending different. on it like when he talks about things in the first intelligent investor and then in the one that was in the 70s bear market it's very different in terms of how many net nets are available and the, all those sorts of things interesting interesting and if you had to nail it down to one book yeah you could be a genius yeah and yeah. i would i would I would definitely agree with that. And, you know, given his track record, obviously it was, it, mm-hmm. and it's, you know, spinoffs are a good place to obviously look for value Yeah, and everything else he talks about. Cool. Any other thoughts on the topic? No, nope, that's it. Cool. Well, I just realized that I didn't even give an intro nope. to this, to this podcast, <laughs> but we really want to thank everybody for tuning in. Of course, uh, as you do know, cause you clicked on it, this is the focus compounding podcast. This is the audio part of our business. If you want to get access to ideas, uh, rent out by other investors and us, go to focuscompounding.com and go to checkout. If you want to get $10 off the monthly subscription price, use the podcast promo code, which happens to be podcast. Mm-hmm. There is another payment method on the website now, which is a one-time annual payment of $480 mm-hmm. um, that will save you some money. Of course, um, you know that is a one and done with no chance of refund. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can choose which uh, one you would like there. And you can convert. Uh, if you start a monthly, you can later get an annual. That is true. So, so for people that yeah. do have a monthly, you just log in, and then you go back to the Join Now page, and you click the new plan, and it will take you to checkout, and it will switch your plan over to yeah. the annual. So one. it's not like by choosing the monthly that you can never get to be an annual member. Yep. Yeah, yep, that is correct. And uh, if you do want a free part, uh, feel free to go to our homepage. If you want to, Jeff sends out every Sunday a, a memo is what we're calling them, and it's just an investing principle, usually 500 plus words. It's always top quality, and there are a lot of people on the email list. So if you want to sign up for that for free, definitely go to our homepage at focuscompounding.com, enter in your email. We do not sell your email or anything, it's secure data, and you will get a memo from Jeff every Sunday. Yep. All good? That's good. All good. Well, thank you very much, and we will see you in the next podcast.